Joe Biden is going to be forgiving student loan debt on your dime. The masses continue to call out Joe Biden as America rejects his fortified presidency. The border is still out of control. And yes, our FBI did ask Facebook to censor misinformation about Joe Biden ahead of the 2020 elections. Now, it's been a while since we've been back. But the main question I have this episode is how much longer can America go on like this? Welcome back to another episode of Rapid Fire. My name is Savannah Hernandez, and I apologize that it's been a week since we have had a show. I was moving to my new city and my new apartment where I will have quality Wi-Fi for you guys so I can have a good, solid show. So thank you guys for being patient with me. We missed a lot of news last week, so we're going to be doing a recap of all of it and, of course, really delving into the accelerated destruction of our economy, of our border, of America. So much has gone on since we have left. And, uh, you know, just a quick recap of the two biggest things that did happen. Uh, Dr. Fauci decided to step down as the head of the NIH. He's going to be resigning. And uh, Brian Stelter got fired from CNN because nobody likes his show. Nobody likes him. Those weren't the two biggest things to happen, but I wanted to pinpoint those two issues before we delve into the real and important news. Uh, Fauci resigning, of course, you know, he's trying to take a step back before Republicans take over in 2022 in November, but that is not going to stop Americans from holding him accountable because we will never forget what he did. And we would be doing a COVID recap, uh, you know, towards the middle to end part of this show, because I do like to continually remind my fellow man what Fauci, what our government did to us during COVID-19, during locking down our economy and absolutely destroying our lives. So stay tuned for that. Of course, before we do get into all of this news, please remember that you can find Rapid Fire with Savannah Hernandez on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, anywhere podcasts are streamed. I do read every single one of your reviews on Apple Podcasts. So if you like the show, please go leave a five-star review. It helps us grow in the charts. It helps other people find the show. Please go visit my website, SavSaysOfficial.com, where you guys can find a lot of my reporting that's been otherwise censored on Twitter, here on YouTube. Um, go check out the website for that. And of course, follow me on Rumble. We are growing and we have big numbers on that platform. I know a lot of you guys don't like supporting YouTube. So if you would like the better alternative, go and check out my channel, Sav Says, on Rumble. Also, uh, I am going to be speaking again at AmpFest 2022 in Miami this October. It is October 6th through 8th. I'll be getting into more details about that at the end of the show. But without further ado, let's delve into this news because America... And, you know, I don't want to say is in shambles because we have been on an accelerated path to decline ever since Joe Biden took office. And everybody has been awake to that. Everybody sees that. And I was going back and forth, right, with what to title this show. Do I title it how much more of this can America take or do I title it? Joe Biden campaigns for Republicans ahead of 2022. And what do I mean when I say that? What do I mean when I say that Joe Biden is campaigning and pushing hard for Republicans in 2022? I mean that he is one of the worst failures of a president, of a leader that America has ever seen. And we are seeing historic high inflation rates, gas prices. People can't afford food. People can't afford 
to live life. They can't afford their rent. They can barely afford to take their child to school because the price of everything is so high. And then we see Joe Biden get up in front of America and then continuously admit that he's being handled, that Joe Biden is the one that tells him what to do, that he's not allowed to ask certain reporters, you know, questions or pick certain reporters himself. Remember, this is the president of the United States. And of course, to anybody here in the audience, this isn't surprising to you because you guys are very smart. And it basically would only take somebody with, you know, two eyes and uh, maybe three brain cells to understand that Joe Biden has no idea what's going on. He is the vegetable in chief, if you will. Uh, one of his latest admittals, admittances. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Admissions, admissions there. Sorry, I had a Joe Biden moment myself. One of his latest admissions regarding who's really in charge was that, again, it's not Joe Biden. Um, when I say he's campaigning so hard for Republicans ahead of the 2022 midterms, this is what I'm talking about. Let's check in on Joe Biden because it has been about a week and a half since we have really delved into the news cycle. Let's check on Joe. Thank you so much, Mr. President. Oh, I'm sorry. I took control. I shouldn't do that. I'm not allowed to do that. Go ahead. You tell me. we're going to go ahead and um, have the rest of the conversation um, close press. And thank you all so much. Thank you so much. So he goes to pick on a reporter and then he goes, oh, I'm sorry, I shouldn't do that. I'm not allowed to do that. So again, we have the sitting president of the United States openly admitting that he's not even allowed to ask certain reporters certain questions. We've seen the cards that he has with all of the pre-written answers. We've seen the reporters and the list that he has on who to call on on when. And uh, then we see videos like this one as well of Jill Biden physically having to manhandle Joe because he is not even physically capable of walking up to reporters. He's not even physically capable of walking up into Air Force One. We've seen all of the videos of this old, sad man stumbling and bumbling around. So here's another video. So uh, again, uh, Jill Biden having to help him back up because he looks extremely confused. His face mask halfway off of his face. I don't even know why this administration continues to do this, but... The more Joe Biden is in public, the worse and worse it gets for the Democratic Party. Now, I've said this before. This is my wild conspiracy that I think that they give Joe Biden these, you know, fake positive COVID tests because they just want any excuse that they can to keep him out of the public view because he cannot handle it. He cannot hold his own. He can't answer questions. He can't speak coherently. We've seen all of the videos of Joe Biden trying to give speeches, and then he just ends up going off on this tangent about some random story that has nothing to do what he's speaking about or even just slurring his words so badly that no one can understand what he's saying. So uh, Joe Biden, the number one candidate and the number one proponent of Republicans ahead of 2022, he's doing a great job of pushing Americans and pushing people towards the Republican Party ahead of, you know, the elections this year. And then, of course, the elections in 2024. Now, uh, we recently had the anniversary of the Afghanistan withdrawal, where, again, 13 of our service members were killed because of Joe Biden's uh, completely horrific withdrawal from that situation. Uh, again, reporters, and I want to make this point, too, before we play this video of Karine Jean-Pierre trying to explain what this 
Biden administration did um, to honor these fallen service members. Uh, keep in mind when they their bodies were initially flown back to the U.S., Joe Biden was checking his watch. He absolutely uh, disregarded the family members of these fallen service members. It was the most disrespectful thing many of us have ever seen. Um, you know, if you look at the way that he conducted with the withdrawal as a whole, that in itself was disastrous. And then he didn't even have the the respect to give these families, uh, you know, the, the proper respect that they were due because their their family members had died. So uh, before we get into this video, the point I want to make, though, too, is that and again, going back to my conspiracy about Joe Biden having COVID. Joe Biden is not organic. He's not grassroots. He's a fake president. His entire administration is based on lies. That's why Karine Jean-Pierre gets up every single day and she looks so flustered when she's asked common sense questions by our media because she knows that she's bold-faced lying. The administration knows that they're bold-faced lying. Joe Biden knows that nobody likes him. Americans know that nobody likes Joe Biden and that he did not get more votes than Obama. Let's just be honest here. He's not organic. He's not grassroots. And that is why the American people continue to reject him. That is why we are seeing the complete and utter decline of this administration in live time. Remember how I believe it was Jill Biden's press secretary who nobody even knew existed even quit the administration because that's how horrific things are going right now. So I want us to understand the difference between an organic movement, like the movement that was behind Donald Trump. The American people loved Trump because they felt like he spoke for them. The American people love Ron DeSantis. They love uh, Carrie Lake, Joe Kent, uh, all of these other upcoming Blake Masters, okay, new right Republicans, not even Republicans, but just politicians. Uh, you know, they could be on the right or the left, just anybody who speaks for the people. That's why a lot of people initially liked AOC because they felt that she was relatable. Now liberals backtracking on that because they see that AOC is full of crap. But that is what the American people want. They want politicians that are going to speak for them. They want politicians that are going to stand up for them. And they want politicians who are not polished reading off a teleprompter and aren't going to be regurgitating lies like Corinne Jean-Pierre uh, continuously does to us every single day. Now, she was asked by reporters, um, does Joe Biden have any plan to speak on the Amer to the American people? Does he plan to honor the lives of the 13 service members? And this was her response. Going back to my original point of how Joe Biden is pushing more and more people towards the Republican Party. I want you to look at Corrine Jean-Pierre's body language here, OK, because these are 13 service members who lost their lives in Afghanistan and if you look at her body language, she in herself, not even sincere in, in portraying what the administration thinks of this one year anniversary. She can't even off the top of her own head honor these people. She has to read from a script because this administration isn't organic because she isn't organic or real. She needs the notes. She needs the statements because this entire administration is fake and they were not elected by the American people. Listen to this. As as you know, uh, last week on Friday, we did put out um, uh, the president put out a statement, uh, released a statement where he named each of the 13 troops who were tragically killed uh, that day. The president feels uh, deeply about the loss that was suffered one year ago. So if you're watching her body language there, she's having to constantly look at her notes because 
Again, this administration does not care about Americans. This administration does not care about our service members. This administration cares about lying to us and expediting the destruction of this entire country, which is why we see every single day our economy failing, inflation rates hitting historic highs, gas prices hitting historic highs, our energy prices hitting historic highs because they do not care about America and they are essentially doing their jobs in destroying us in record time. Another uh, way they've done that is by Joe Biden weaponizing his FBI against his political opponent, Donald Trump. Uh, They unsealed the Trump Mar-a-Lago search affidavit used for the FBI raid. They did this last week. And of course, it was just redacted, blacked out pages because do you think Joe Biden's administration is going to come clean about the fact that they targeted Donald Trump and they're trying to politically persecute him because they know Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Gavin Newsom, whoever they decide to run against Trump? In 2024, they know that their candidate is not going to be able to stand up against the grassroots and beloved president that was Donald Trump, who truly does have the backing of the people. So they have to sick their entire FBI, DOJ, intelligence agencies on their political opponents. That's why we are continuously seeing stories like this, affidavits like this, where we're not ever going to get the truth as to, you know, why the FBI conducted this raid. We all know the answer to that. It was political persecution of, uh, you know, again, a political opponent. But we're never going to get the truth about that because we don't get the truth about anything in society. And for some reason, all of us as a whole are just like, okay, that's just how things go. And let's keep going deeper into the corruption. Now, we already knew about the Ashley Biden diary story. Uh, Again, Joe Biden's daughter said that her dad showered with her inappropriately. The FBI confirming it last week. Again, this is the sitting president of the United States. This is coming from a a tweet from John Lefebvre. Yeah, sorry if I'm uh, completely butchering that name there. But he asked the question, how is this not a huge story? And the reason why I'm reading a tweet about this with these key points instead of reading a news article is because I was looking up headlines from the mainstream about the Ashley Biden diary. And every single mainstream headline that was immediately brought up via a Google search was about how two people were pleading guilty to trafficking Ashley Biden's diary. The byline goes on to read, these are the first charges in a federal probe of how the journal of the president's daughter was sold to the conservative Project Veritas outlet. Now, you would think that the bigger story and the bigger angle here would be that Ashley Biden, daughter of President Joe Biden, was writing in her diary about how her father was taking inappropriate showers with her, but Similar to how Vice wrote their headline during the leak of the Hunter Biden story, Vice's headline was, the Hunter Biden leak shows that there are some insecurities in um, keeping your data in the iCloud. So that's how our media decides to spin this story. And, And it's really funny to me that it takes tweets from independent journalists or people on Twitter highlighting the realities of these stories for us to understand the alternate angle. And again, we'll understand this, but for the average person who has not kept up with this story, for the average person that was on Facebook and, uh, you know, maybe this story got censored because it was deemed election misinformation by our FBI. So Zuckerberg and Meta decided to go ahead and just, you know, uh, censor that a little bit and only let a couple of people on the platform see it. The average person maybe wanting to understand what the Ashley Biden diary was all about would go and research it on Google. And then all of the headlines that would pop up were about how two people plead guilty to 
trying to, uh, you know, sell this private property. It's absolutely ridiculous to me. This is why people hate Joe Biden. This is why people hate the media. And this is why everybody has lost trust in our government and in our institutions. This is why Republicans, if they can get their messaging correct, will win in 2022 and 2024. Another example of why Americans hate Joe Biden and how he's doing a great job of campaigning for Republicans ahead of 2022. Don't forget, Joe Biden just funded the IRS so they could have 87,000 more or new armed IRS agents to come after everybody. Now, Thomas Massey shared a clip from the IRS recruiting program, and he he talks about, okay, in this clip, because when we heard about the Inflation Reduction Act that went towards funding these IRS agents, Karine Jean-Pierre and the media were saying, oh, well, you know, if you make under $400,000, this isn't going to affect you. Don't worry about it. We're just targeting the, the top 1% and the billionaires. Watch this IRS recruiting program clip and look at who they are practicing on, okay? So this is a mock scenario where they are arresting a landscape business owner, not a billionaire, a middle-class American who's just trying to make a living wage and uh, live the American dream. Watch this clip. This is Biden's IRS, who is going to come and um, utilize to arrest everyday Americans. Let's, let's watch. These aren't actual police officers. They're students posing as special agents for the IRS, arresting a man who is wanted for tax evasion. Who are you guys? Um, what is this? We're the IRS. Right, You're under arrest. You're going to jail, buddy. Most people don't even know that the IRS has criminal investigators who use their accounting skills and their authority as a special IRS agent to help solve tax crimes. Under this scenario, these students find the owner of a landscaping company has several vehicles that may have been purchased from monies not reported through his business. After an undercover interview using a wireless mic, the special IRS agents find that Dodger, who is selling his business, has two sets of books. You ever done any landscaping work before? Ammunition, handcuffs, and first aid is generally what everybody wears, and then it just depends on the individual and what else they want to carry. No tasers. No tasers. That's what. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. And in the end, they're taught how to use their skills and finally arrest the mock offender. And finally, arrest the mock offender who is a landscape business owner, not a billionaire uh, with a corporate jet that he's using for private trips. Yeah. Who do you think they're going to target with the Inflation Reduction Act? And we did go over those numbers, right? Uh, I believe it's a little bit over 700, almost 800 billionaires in the United States. And they are trying to hire 87,000 new IRS agents. But yeah, they're going after billionaires in the top 1%. Okay, let's keep going on with that line. Going back to the Ashley Biden story and how that ties into the Hunter Biden laptop story, Joe Rogan recently had Mark Zuckerberg on his podcast. And again, we already knew that Facebook, we already knew that Twitter and Instagram were helping fortify the election uh, per Time magazine. Remember, they came out with that entire piece after Joe Biden came into office about how the media companies and big tech helped fortify the election. Here is Mark Zuckerberg talking about how the FBI was also complicit in asking these big tech companies to censor what they deemed, um, you know, uh, Russian misinformation ahead of the 2020 elections. Let's listen. I mean, basically, the background here is the FBI, I think, basically came to us. Some some folks on our team, it was like, hey, um, 
just so you know, like you should be on high alert. There was the, we we thought that there was a lot of Russian propaganda in the 2016 election. We have it on notice that basically there's about to be some kind of dump of of um, uh, that's similar to that. So just be vigilant. So our protocol is different from Twitter's. What Twitter did is they said you can't share this at all. Um, we didn't do that. I think it was five or seven days when it was basically being um, being determined whether it was false. Um, the distribution on Facebook was decreased, but people were still allowed to share it. So you could still share it. You could still consume it. So when um, you say the distribution is decreased, in, it, it got shared. It, how does that work? It basically the ranking in newsfeed was a little bit less. So fewer people saw it than would have otherwise. So it definitely by what percentage? I, I don't know off the top of my head, but it's 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 meaningful. But we weren't sort of as black and white about it as as Twitter. We just kind of thought, hey, look, if if the FBI, which you know, I still view as a legitimate institution in this country, it's a like very professional law enforcement. They come to us and tell us that we need to be on guard about something that I want to take that seriously. Did they specifically say you need to be on guard about that story? I, I No, I, I don't remember if it was that specifically, but it was it basically fit the pattern. <laughs> no, but when we saw Hunter Biden smoking crack, we knew that we should probably censor that uh, because, uh, you know, similar to the Zero Hedge article that just came out that says eight in 10 Americans think Hunter Biden laptop cover up changed the election outcome. And we've read similar headlines about this as well. Um, Americans saying that if they knew about the Hunter Biden laptop story ahead of 2020, they wouldn't have voted for Joe Biden. Yeah, that's probably the reason why uh, Facebook decided to censor that one as Russian disinformation it's because it's like oh no look at this uh, video of hunter biden smoking crack we should most likely censor that because that is not a good look for joe biden and uh you know even if it was a hack and this is the truth about what's going on with this family we just absolutely cannot let that stand and we cannot let the american people see what's really going on with joe biden hunter biden or any of the bidens as a whole so when I lay these things out for you guys, it's so repetitive and redundant to me because we all know the Bidens are corrupt. We all know our government is corrupt. We all know that they are accelerating the decline of our country and that they have been installed to basically Trojan horse America and destroy us from the inside. And again, another way that they do this is by targeting political opponents, whether that is Donald Trump, whether that was nonviolent attendees of January 6th, or whether that is uh, just anybody who supported Donald Trump, anybody who supports common sense, to be quite honest with you, okay? I don't even want to make this a right or left issue. This is a common sense issue at this point. That's why I go out into the inner cities and I go ask my fellow American, hey, what do you think about the economy right now? What do you think about Joe Biden? Everybody absolutely hates him and rejects him. It's because of rhetoric like this. It's because he is uh, doing a horrific job in leading America from Fox News. Another thing that happened while we were out last week, Biden's deplorable moment. Joe calls Trumpism semi-fascism. President Biden came under fire 
Thursday following remarks at a Democratic National Committee event in suburban Washington, where he declared former President Donald Trump's political philosophy to be semi-fascism. And what did we hear for the entirety of 2016 to 2020? And what will we see the resurgence of as soon as Donald Trump declares his run for president? Oh, they're Nazis. They're fascists. That uh, Trump supporters need to be thrown in jail because we are violent, because our political ideology is violent, because the American flag in itself is a violent political symbol that stands for white supremacy and nationalism. And that's absolutely horrible. And it cannot stand. Why do we hear this type of rhetoric? Because if society as a whole is fed this lie that standing up for your country, standing up for your borders and wanting to to have a sense of pride and patriotism for the United States of America, we were constantly sold that this is basically a bad thing, then the masses over time will start to hate their country and it will be easier and easier to destroy it. So again, I just wanted to lay out for you just how horrific Joe Biden is doing as a leader. And I just get tired of even doing that as well, because it's just so redundant. And, you know, this headline came out today from the Gateway Pundit. Joe Biden arrives at the White House late from a weekend vacation, has no public events scheduled for today. I believe uh, there was a headline that recently came out that said that Joe Biden has taken more vacation time since Obama and Trump combined, and he's had less press conferences. And why is that? Because he cannot speak coherently, and he's a laughingstock, and he's a joke, and the Democratic Party knows that they cannot keep platforming Joe Biden, which is why they keep on trying to keep him behind the scenes as much as possible. They try to throw him on a bike in vacation. He can't even bike properly. He's falling over. It's absolutely ridiculous. And the American people continue to reject Joe Biden, which is why we see videos like this one. This was... Um, Joe Biden in Maryland holding a rally in a high school gym. A protester had a very fun message for him. Let's listen. You stole it! You stole it, guys! You stole it! You're a so that's what the average American thinks of Joe Biden, that he's a pedophile who stole the election. And I'm not going to mince words for YouTube because, again, I'm not scared of censorship. That's why we have rumble, because that is the truth of the matter. And I'm so tired of people tiptoeing around the issue as well. Like, yeah, Joe Biden didn't get into office organically. Nobody likes him. He's a horrific leader and he has no idea what he's doing. And it's like I'm, I'm tired of even having to sit here and lay out how horrible Joe Biden is and how he's not coherent and this and that. It's like it's ridiculous. And that's why we're even seeing people like Joe Biden come forward or Joe Rogan sorry not Joe Biden wrong Joe Joe Rogan come forward and say everybody needs to vote Republican yeah of course you do we even had Mike Tyson come out today and say yeah back when I was younger I was a liberal but now that I have kids I have safety in mind because democratic policies leads to violence death and destruction and we've seen that time and time again 2020 was a perfect example of that 2021 and 2022 have just been the cherry on top of the cake of corruption that the democrats continue to serve up to us in their bad policy and ideology they continue to lie to us and that's why Karine G. Pierre has to lie about everything under the sun because she knows that coming up in front of America, coming up in front of reporters and saying, yeah, we're not really experiencing inflation. Um, no, we're not in a recession. And, you know, her changing the entire definition of recession. She knows what she's doing. The Biden administration knows what they're doing. They all know that they're liars and they continue to lie to the American people because they know that they can get away with it. But people are continuing to get angrier and angrier, especially as we see our taxpayer dollars being sent to Ukraine, being sent towards this student loan debt relief program, which, again, is going to increase 
Inflation rates is going to be horrible for our economy as a whole. Uh, per the Post Millennium, Biden to cancel up to $10,000 in student loan debt, extend payment pause until December. And I want us to understand what this what this is going to look like for us uh, economically. Okay, so according to the Washington Post, four people familiar with the matter said that borrowers making less than $125,000 per year or $250,000 for married couples that file taxes jointly would be eligible for the cancellation. And uh, the student loan debt cancellation will affect roughly 43 million federal student loan borrowers, including 20 million who could have their debt completely canceled, according to internal documents shared with the Washington Post. Previous estimates have revealed that canceling $10,000 in student loan debt per borrower could cost the government around $230 billion, though this estimate will now be higher, considering the larger cancellation amount for Pell Grant recipients. So Biden has made this official announcement that will cost the American people another $230 billion. But let's just go ahead and keep printing money because that's how the economy works, right? If you run out of money, guys, just keep printing more so that way we can pay off the debt. And that's how the economy works. Yeah, maybe if you're in first grade and you have two brain cells, that's how the economy works. No, we've even had uh, Jeff Bezos of Amazon come forward and call out Joe Biden on his economy lies. And he's like, yeah, this is not sustainable. This is not how this works. And again, too, with the Inflation Reduction Act, let's take a peek at those 700 billionaires that are in the U.S. Do you think that these billionaires who are seeing these uh, different bills and laws being passed are going to stay in the U.S. knowing that their taxes are about to skyrocket? No, They're going to take their businesses overseas. They're going to take their money overseas. That's what's going to happen. And I was thinking about this too, because I am so tired of listening to this. The 1% don't, don't pay their fair share argument. It's just so funny to me because it's like a, a Walmart employee, right? Who, who, who's been working at the company for a year or two. And then they're so pissed off because the CEO who built the entire company from the ground up and worked their ass off their whole entire life. Uh, this employee who's been working for the company for one to two years is not providing anybody else with the job is not, uh, you know, running an entire company, creating an entire company is essentially a cog in the machine. This person is mad that they're not making the same amount as the person who created the entire company. It's like, okay, then go create your own damn company, go and work, go and, you know, put the time and effort into making your own product into creating a job for somebody else. Do you know why businesses get tax cuts? Because they create jobs, because they create a more prosperous economy. But with the, um, with all of the laws and bills that are being passed, again, Joe Biden is just basically just making everything horrible. And like, that's the best uh, analysis that I can do for you guys. I've been off for a week and um, I didn't pay attention to politics and it was great. And so now I'm kind of jumping into it and trying to get passionate about everything that's going on again. But it's just such a black pill to have to come into this and say, okay, great. Uh, Joe Biden is destroying the economy even more by paying off the student loan debt for these college students. And this is the best meme to basically explain whose debts we're paying off. It's, uh, you know, like the, the top meme is somebody that's drowning. It says, help, I can't afford my student loans. And then, you know, they're like, basically sitting with their head above water. They can just stand up and they're drowning in Starbucks, a new iPhone, tattoos, cable TV, Gucci, cocaine, eating out, and a useless major. And this basically is the average college student with a worthless degree that needs their student loan debt paid off. I was watching this video 
about this woman who said that she could barely afford rent in New York and how she couldn't afford rent because of her student loan payments. And it's like, okay, then move out of New York, go move to Texas where it's more affordable to live. And then you can free up an extra 500 to $1,000 in your paycheck every single month by not paying ridiculous amounts for rent in New York city. This isn't hard everybody. Okay. It's not like you have to be a freaking major in economics. You don't have to be a financial advisor to understand this, but I don't know, maybe you do because these schools system has failed Americans so much that they don't even understand the basics of financial responsibility and they have no idea how to pay off their student loan debt. Taylor Lorenz put up this tweet and she was like, I just basically Uber eats to $22 avocado toast and this is what came in the mail. It was like a, a scoop of avocado thrown into a box with a piece of bread and it's like, that's who we're paying the student loan debt off of. People were Uber eating a $20 piece of bread with avocado on top instead of making it themselves for a quarter of the price. Yeah. The middle-class Americans who are already going to be experiencing their taxes being raised via the Inflation Reduction Act, who are already getting their taxpayer dollars being sent to Ukraine, who are already being lied to every single day by the Biden administration, who are already dealing with record high gas prices because of Joe Biden's energy policy, who are already dealing with the price of food rising exponentially and them not even being able to feed their kids again because of joe biden was america like this under donald trump no would it be like this if donald trump was currently president no it would not be and the american people know that anna giaritelli on twitter is the type of person who's going to be paying off the student loan debt of an entire an entitled liberal she says i moved to dc in 2013 2 years after graduating college made 10 dollars an hour as an intern $1,600 a month pre-tax salary, $405 a month student loan payments without a dollar from anyone. She paid off $45,000 in debt. She worked nights at Ann Taylor to make ends meet, and that's why she doesn't need a handout today. I myself remember working two jobs to pay off my student loan debt. When I first started in media, I was making $35,000 a year. I was living in Austin, Texas, and I would lift dry that night to make extra money to pay off my student loan debt. Because I knew that nobody else was going to pay it off for me because I knew I was a grown ass adult and I needed to take care of my responsibilities. And I could either bite the bullet and have two years where, okay, I wasn't going out to Starbucks. I wasn't going out to eat. I wasn't buying the clothes that I wanted. I wasn't buying the makeup that I wanted to. All of my extra money was going toward paying my student loan debt off. And then guess what? It was paid off in two years. And now I'm able to afford all of those great things. That's what responsibility looks like. That's what financial responsibility responsibility looks like, but we do not teach American children that. And these children have grown up into adults who still act like children. And now we have Joe Biden basically bailing them out of their bad decisions. So um, that's what's going on with that. And then, um, you know, we can go into the energy prices. We can go into the fact that we have all of these countries um, and all of these states like California that are going to be banning the sale of new gas powered cars by 2035. Again, all this is going to do is expedite the further destruction of our economy and just make our energy prices rise exponentially because it's like, okay, you think that Banning the sale of new gas-powered cars by 2035 is going to help with climate change. No, you know what the reality of that is going to be? It's going to be people lined up and stuck at these charging stations in the middle of nowhere trying to charge up their freaking Teslas and electric cars. It's going to be people who can't afford 
electric vehicles being forced into buying them and forced into using them. Uh, again, I do want to note that with this, they're not banning the sales of gas-powered cars. They're just banning the sales of new gas-powered cars. They're also doing this in Australia. Um, Australian banks announced they will ban loans for petrol or diesel cars in order to fight climate change and encourage electric vehicles, which again, this is absolute BS. And it's so funny to me because I love reading the comments on Twitter when people post headlines like this. And it's like, the liberals saying, oh, well, it's a good thing that the batteries created for those cars don't affect the earth at all and that they're recycled material and it's just better for the environment as a whole. Yeah. Have you ever seen the areas of the earth where they mine batteries from? They're completely destroyed and it's all based on lies. The carbon emissions coming from our vehicles are not burning a hole in the ozone layers. That is a crock of BS but now we are pushing people into buying electric vehicles because of this faux climate outrage. And let's take a peek, too, at what the uh, electric charging stations in California look like. Just giving you guys a peek here. If you're a podcast listener, these electric charging stations are stacked with trash and the homeless are basically living on top of them. So, you know, after 2035, this is what you have to look forward to in California. So much fun for you guys. Now I want to refocus and take a peek at the border because this is another question regarding how America is going to continue on and how much longer we can can take all of this for our border being completely overrun this is an issue that we are continuously talking about because we are being flooded by the millions every single day i myself have seen the lifetime demographic change in dallas texas which is one of the northernmost cities here in texas uh, you know i'm walking on the street the average person not even speaking english anymore and that's a staple of america okay we are an english speaking country and for anybody who says it's racist to say that, no, it's not. We are a primarily English-speaking country, and we are currently being flooded and invaded by illegal immigrants who are now changing the entire demographic of our country, changing our culture, changing our language. And it's quite sad to see, to be quite honest, because I feel like we don't have a country anymore, right? A country without borders is no country at all. It's absolutely true. And it feels like America is withering away, and we really don't have a country anymore. Now, Peter Ducey asked Karine Jean-Pierre about vaccination status and illegal immigrants basically being able to walk over into the U.S. unvaccinated, but somebody can't fly over unvaccinated. Um, I believe this video is from today. And again, I feel like I'm living in Groundhog Day and so many of the headlines that I'm about to pull up, I have looked at the date for them three, four, five times because I'm like, this headline seems old. This question seems old. Why are we still talking about unvaccinated versus vaccinated? Why are people still having to fight vaccination mandates in New York? Why are we still doing this? COVID is over. COVID is done. It's done. Why are we still doing this? Why am I still having to report on this? It's ridiculous. But because we are living in propaganda land and nothing makes sense and all this administration does is lie, 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 Peter Ducey is still having to ask Karine Jean-Pierre about unvaccinated people versus vaccinated people traveling. Um, he talks about the border specifically. And I just want you... 
to understand how misinformed this diversity hire is. This is why you don't hire somebody on the qualifications that they're a black lesbian because they're not going to be qualified for the job and the position that they're put in, just like Corrine Jean-Pierre. She's an absolute embarrassment to this entire country. And I know for a fact, based on her body language and based on the fact that she can't answer common sense questions, that she's embarrassed by herself every single day because she has no idea what she's doing. Watch this clip. So are, how is it two different things? Somebody unvaccinated comes over on a plane. You say that's not okay. Somebody walks into Texas or Arizona unvaccinated. They're allowed to stay. But, Why? But that's not how it works. Like we actually, no. Well, I know that that's not what you guys want to happen, but that is what ha what is happening. But that's not, it's not like somebody walks over and <laughs> that's not, that's, that's not how. That's exactly what's happening. We, well, Thousands of people are walking in a day. Some of them turn themselves over. Some of them are caught. Tens of thousands a week are not. That is what is happening. So there she goes. Oh, it's not like people are just walking over and then she catches herself and she kind of laughs at herself because she realizes people are walking over every single day. Let me play you this clip from... Eagle Pass, Texas. Now, Border Patrol opened a gate on private property in Eagle Pass to allow illegal migrants in after the Texas National Guard had closed and locked it. So you have hundreds of illegal immigrants just standing outside of this gate and then Border Patrol coming in, opening the gate and letting them into America for processing so they can get their free bus ticket, they can get their free plane ticket, so they can get bused further into the United States because this is what Joe Biden is doing with his administration and this is America under Joe Biden. It's Americans last. You know who's paying for all the people who just walked through that gate? You and me. Keep in mind that the government doesn't pay for anything, we pay for everything. So all of these illegal immigrants uh, just... Just like these ones as well. This is a video from um, Coquilla, Texas. In less than 24 hours, the state police in Coquilla detained six buses and an 18-wheeler containing more than 300 migrants. This clip comes from my friend Auden Cabello. Uh, he works in Eagle Pass as well. And these are all of the people that are coming into Texas every single day. And that's why Karine Jean-Pierre had to laugh at herself saying, well, it's not like they're just walking over. Actually, that's exactly what they're doing. And this is the visuals of it that are happening every single day. Outing goes on in this tweet to say that last week there were four buses and an 18-wheeler. Several days ago, there were two buses with migrants hiding in the luggage compartment. Remember that story of the 50 illegal immigrants that died in the back of a semi-truck in San Antonio because they are being bussed in, they're being shipped in, they're being chartered. Uh, you know, take your pick on which type of transportation. They're being brought into the United States every single day. So uh, Karine Jean-Pierre even catching herself in the lie there. From FAIR, FAIR analysis, 4.9 million illegal aliens have crossed our border since President Biden took office. The Federation of American Immigration Reform issued the following statement, as well as a deeper dive into the growing border crisis based on data quietly released yesterday by the Biden administration. So it goes on to talk about the snapshots for July 2022. Since President Joe Biden took office, nearly 4.9 million illegal aliens have crossed our borders. This includes the 3.9 million nationwide total reported by Customs and Border Patrol, which include a whopping 3.4 million at our southern border, as well as approximately 900,000 gotaways who have entered the country undetected per agency sources. Customs and Border Patrol had 199,976 encounters at the southwest border just in July of 2022, 
134,000 of those were single adults, over 51,000 were family units, and 13,000 were unaccompanied minors, a 325% increase from the average number of July apprehensions under President Trump. Uh, CPB also reports that 10 individuals on the FBI's terror watch list were apprehended between ports of entry at the southwest border in July, bringing the total for the fiscal year to 66 in July, Customs and Border Patrol expelled only 30% of illegal aliens using Title 42, a 7% drop compared to last month. And again, just to give you guys an idea of what as well, it's not just illegals coming across our border. We also had over 2,000 pounds of fentanyl and over 12,000 pounds of methamphetamine seized at the southern border in just in July. Just in July, with the amount of fentanyl seized in July equivalent to 469 million lethal doses. So the border crisis getting so bad that even uh, sanctuary cities like New York turning away migrant families, including a pregnant mother from Venezuela, from their uh, homeless shelters. Remember, Democrats, they campaigned on open borders, on being uh, sanctuary cities for these refugees. We need to welcome in all of these people. Well, now a lot of these Democratic mayors feeling the repercussions of their words and their actions and now turning away the very migrants that they said we should all allow into the country. Wanted to give you guys an idea as well of uh, what our Border Patrol agents are being put through every single day. This was uh, Border Patrol agents squaring off with suspected human smugglers in San Diego. This is just an everyday occurrence now. For my podcast listeners, we have a guy who is face down on the ground being handcuffed. And then we have Border Patrol basically in a boxing match with another human smuggler. And you have, you know, like masses on the other side of the border. And this looks like it's uh, near San Isidro in San Diego. Basically like cheering these human smugglers on as these Border Patrol agents are, you know, in engaging in hand-to-hand -hand combat with these criminals, with these illegal immigrants. Our country is in an absolute state of decline, and I have talked to the National Guardsmen myself, I have talked to the Border Patrol agents myself, who tell me the horrors that they are put through every single day because Joe Biden refuses to implement our border policy. We do not have a proper country anymore. We have no country at all. This is America in 2022. To give you more of an example of, uh, again, who is coming across our border, per Ali Bradley, just here in Texas, 17 gang members and two convicted criminals arrested this week by the Rio Grande Valley sector agents while securing the border. One of the criminals was a Mexican national with a previous conviction for murder in Minnesota in 2017. This story came out on August 20th. For the Daily Mail, this story is a little bit older, too. It came out at the beginning of August on August 4th, but we're going to still talk about it so we can understand that the people coming across the border aren't poor mothers and children. These are some of the people coming across the border. Illegal migrant is charged with kidnapping and double murder after drugged girl who was 12 years old, trued through her bedpost restraints, escaped and led cops to the chopped up bodies of her mom, 34, and brother, 14, in an Alabama home. Jose Pascal Reyes, 37, has been charged with kidnapping a 12-year-old girl who escaped and alerted cops to decomposing bodies. The illegal immigrant has also been charged with three counts of capital murder and two counts of abuse on a corpse. A motorist spotted the girl on the side of the road and immediately called 911 after picking her up. She was allegedly assaulted, drugged with alcohol, and tied to bedposts by Reyes during her week-long captivity. 
After authorities arrived at Reyes's mobile home on Tuesday, police discovered two decomposing bodies inside. So this person who never should have been in the United States charged with kidnapping a 12-year-old girl and also chopping up the body of her mother and her brother. That's who's coming across our border every single day, folks. And uh, all Karine Jean-Pierre can do is laugh and pretend it's not happening after accidentally admitting, well, yeah, I guess they are really walking across the border because we have no rules. We have no laws. We have no country. Now, I want to discuss COVID before we, we wrap up the show as well, because again, this is another issue at the forefront. And I found the perfect video to really highlight the average mentality of Americans and people around the world and why people so easily capitulated to wearing the face masks, locking down their business, um, getting the vaccination, which they are now seeing the effects of the myocarditis, the pericarditis that are happening to people worldwide as a result of this untested, most quickly developed vaccination in human history. Keep in mind that Another round of boosters is coming out without human testing. It's because you are the test, my friends. So don't get the vaccination because it has verifiably killed people. And that's why YouTube quietly updated their COVID-19 policy to say that you can now talk about, uh, you know, the truth regarding COVID-19. We'll get to that in a moment. But watch this video because this right here perfectly exemplifies the average average person's mentality. They, they will just do what they're told. But as soon as somebody calls them out on what they're doing and they have to think critically, they say, oh, why am I do th doing this? And then they'll like just take off their masks like nothing. Watch this clip. The fact that you guys are in masks. <laughs> All right, I'm going to lose more of you. Fuck it. Let's do this. <laughs> hey, you've taken it down, bro. Keep them up. What are you doing? Do you care about COVID or you do? your missus told you you needed a mask, innit? And you're just here, just like, ah, oh, she's fucking going on about the mask. Oh, what's your name, people? Say? Your guy. Why have you taken the masks off? Sorry. So I wanted to play this clip for you guys because as you can see, this couple wearing face masks and as soon as they're called out, they just take the mask off. They just take the mask off because they realize, yeah, why am I wearing this mask? And this was basically the majority of people in America. And then those of us who were willing to speak out against the face masks, who were willing to speak out against the COVID-19 vaccine, we were silenced and we were censored. Now, Tim Pool highlights how YouTube updated its policies to no longer ban claims that masks do not play a role in preventing the spread of COVID. Essentially, you are now allowed to claim that masks don't work. So YouTube quietly updating this. They also removed the rule barring claims that vaccines do not reduce the risk of contracting COVID-19. You can now say that vaccines do not prevent infection. Overall, YouTube now allowing you to claim social distancing does not work. Masks cause oxygen levels to drop dangerously. Masks cause brain damage, lung cancer, COVID-19, vaccines do not prevent infection, and COVID-19 no longer exists. And all I'll say is this is why, even back when you weren't allowed to talk about it, I reported on the truth about COVID-19 because, and the right wing needs to get this into their head, okay? They need to understand this. And this is why we continue to lose. We need to stop capitulating to big tech and we need to stop allowing big tech to tell us when we can and cannot speak the truth. 
So many people were afraid to speak out against the vaccine because they didn't want to lose their YouTube channels because they didn't want to lose their platform. And you know what happened? The average American said, well, the vaccine can't be that bad. I mean, the government is telling me that it's going to stop the spread of COVID, that it's going to be healthy for me, that it's going to, uh, you know, keep me from getting dangerously ill and from being hospitalized or intubated if I do get COVID uh, because they didn't have access to the information of how it was initially negatively affecting people or the side effects they could have gotten and are now experiencing because YouTubers refused to talk about this issue because they were scared of losing their platform. We are now having so many Americans who who, like Jane Adams on Twitter, says, I deeply regret being vaccinated for COVID-19. And this tweet has almost 100,000 views. Again, I'm not knocking anybody as well. Well, no, I am calling out anybody on YouTube, on Twitter, on Instagram, on any platform that was afraid to speak out about this issue if they felt the need to do so, but were afraid to lose their platform. I am calling that out because we now have a huge subset of people worldwide who are experiencing the consequences of the COVID-19 vaccination, all because they didn't want to lose their job or they wanted to go on a vacation or they just wanted to be able to attend their family member's funeral or go see their grandmother at the hospital. So they were forced into getting this um this experimental vaccination that had no researching or backing behind it and now that we are seeing the consequences of this experimental vaccine of course we are going to see the beginning and initial shift in the media like this headline from politico trump white house exerted pressure on the fda for covid19 emergency youth authorizations house report finds now what i will say about this is this headline is true donald trump touted Operation Warp Speed and the vaccination as one of the greatest achievements of his presidency. I always said that this was a bad point to campaign on and this was a bad hill to die on because the majority of Trump's base did not like the vaccination. We didn't see the research behind it. People didn't like the medical tyranny. People didn't like being forced to get this experimental vaccination that they're again now having their lives permanently altered by I have spoken out and I'm reaching out to many people who have had vaccine side effects because I want you guys to hear firsthand what this vaccine has done to people. Okay, we saw all of the videos of athletes. We saw the headlines of athletes who were experiencing heart effects, heart disease, I guess, if you could call it uh, um myocarditis, pericarditis. I even have it on my website, how the FDA up updated uh, Moderna's fact sheet to say that, yes, myocarditis is a side effect of the Moderna vaccination. We also saw that D1 student athlete. I put this video up on my Instagram and it got taken down for medical misinformation. Funny enough, um, he was in his hospital bed and he was like, yeah, my doctor diagnosed me. I can't remember if he had, I believe he had pericarditis. He was a D1 student athlete, previously healthy. He had pericarditis because of the vaccination. The doctor told him it was because of vaccination. He was in his hospital bed talking about this on TikTok. And what did TikTok do? They banned him. And what did Instagram do? They banned the video of him speaking about that on my page. So going back to this headline, what is going to end up happening? And of course, we knew this all along was that the vaccine side effects were going to come out. And instead of 
Democrats who were the biggest proponents of the vaccination, who were the biggest people attacking anybody who were not willing to capitulate and get the vaccine and wear the face mask. I remember going to airports during 2020 and people flipping me off and looking at me like I was walking through the freaking airport with a bomb vest on ready to blow everybody up because I didn't have a face mask on. It was absolutely freaking ridiculous and it was so dehumanizing and it was liberals. It was the left who were the biggest proponents of that. It was the media who continued to push that fear porn on everybody. And now they're going to turn around and say, well, this was all Donald Trump's fault. No, it was the Democratic Party who destroyed people's lives. It was the Democratic Party who locked people down, who were hypocritical. It was those politicians who continued to go to restaurants and had that huge funeral for St. George Floyd with his freaking golden casket. Homeboy died from a fentanyl overdose because he was a drug addict. They had a huge freaking funeral for him. The freaking mayor of Minneapolis was fake crying in front of his casket. Meanwhile, you couldn't go see grandma on her deathbed after Andrew Cuomo sent COVID-infected patients into nursing homes. It was absolutely ridiculous, and we could not allow the media, we could not allow these corrupt politicians to get away with this. Now, now, Donald Trump was wrong for Operation Warp Speed. Donald Trump was a thousand percent wrong for pushing this vaccination in record time. It was a horrible thing for him to do. I don't agree with it at all. But the fact is, is that Democrats were also complicit in this. And we need to hold everybody a part of this accountable. And what we want to highlight with this is the media shift of how as we see more and more of these side effects come out, as we see more of the negative effects, why do you think Dr. Fauci is stepping down as head of the NIH? It's because he knows what he did. It's because he knows that he's going to face repercussion. He thinks he's going to go, you know, run off into the sunset and take his retirement fund. No, Rand Paul is not going to forget what Dr. Fauci did. Marjorie Taylor Greene and a lot of the America First politicians in office who are going to try to hold Dr. Fauci accountable. Here's hoping because oftentimes the most egregious criminals in our political system, a.k.a. Hillary Clinton or Ghislaine Maxwell, never get held accountable for their crimes. 40 years in prison for running a huge freaking child sex trafficking ring for Ghislaine. Are you freaking kidding me? The fact that we still don't know Jeffrey Epstein's client list. Why is that? Because they were high upper level politicians, celebrities, uh, singers, take your pick. Okay, so. Apologies for going on that tangent there, but I'm hoping and praying that Dr. Fauci gets held accountable. But based on the history of this country and holding some of the most corrupt government officials accountable, I doubt that we'll see it in this lifetime. But here's hoping. Now, we are seeing some positive movement on the vaccination front. Per Fox Business, healthcare workers fired over vaccine mandate awarded $10 million in settlement. Some plaintiffs will be eligible for $45,000 if they were fired as a result of the vaccine mandate. Now, this story comes out of a lawsuit from back in October of 2021. Um, it was the Liberty Council Group is behind the lawsuit and they're filing this $10 million lawsuit um, after Illinois healthcare workers were fired or otherwise impacted by their hospital's COVID-19 um, vaccine mandate. Uh, apparently the employer illegally refused to grant any religious exemptions for COVID-19 vaccination. Um, and so they're trying to get money for these employees. But to be quite honest with you, this money is not enough. OK, uh, so this is settlement approved in the Illinois Northern District Court will result in 473 employees of the system becoming eligible for compensation for being denied a religious exemption to the vaccine mandate. With any of those fired as a result of the rules being eligible for twenty five thousand dollars, the 13 plaintiffs involved in the suit will be eligible for an additional twenty thousand dollars, while those who complied with the mandate to keep their jobs despite having religious objections 
Americans will be eligible for $3,000. Are you freaking kidding me? That amount of money is chump change. They should all be awarded $10 million. They should put this freaking hospital out of business for discrimination, for medically discriminating against people and forcing them to take an experimental vaccine, for forcing them into taking a vaccination against their will or threatening them with getting fired. They, each and every single one of the people who was threatened with that should be getting $10 million. And this hospital should be put out of out of work, out of its job. The, the hospital should be freaking bankrupted over this, okay? What happened in every single business in America who discriminated against people, who kicked people out of their restaurants, medically discriminated against them, should be facing fines and repercussions, to be quite honest with you. Now, we're seeing this in the UK as well. People getting vaccine damage payments. Um, this picture right here, this uh, paper comes from Charlotte Wright, who labels herself a vaccine widow. She says, here it is, proof in writing. I've been waiting over 16 months for this piece of paper. She thought she would feel less empty, but she was happy to have some sort of vindication, but it's not enough and never will be enough. And the paper, which comes from the, I believe this is, yep, the NHS says, after reviewing Stevens' medical records, the independent medical assessor has concluded that your claim meets the criteria to receive a vaccine damage payment and based on a balance of probability, you're entitled to a payment of 120,000 euros. And of course, is 120,000 euros um, enough money to pay for the death of her loved one, the death of her husband? I'm not sure if she had a child, but the potential father of her child, because there are people who had entire families, okay? Mothers, fathers, brothers, sisters who were killed because of the vaccination. And going back to those headlines that I was talking to you guys about earlier, where I said I had to look at the the um, date of the article continuously to say, okay, is this recent or is this from two years ago? Why am I even having to read this headline? This one comes from Daily News. New York City Firefighters Union makes another plea to end vaccine mandate. Why the hell is there still a vaccine mandate for New York City firefighters? Why is this article coming out? four days ago. This is a headline that I should have read two years ago and should have already been done with. And it's not just the New York City firefighters. Per Politico, NYPD cops are asking SCOTUS to pause the city's vaccine mandate. The detective says Mayor Eric Adams' decision to exempt athletes and performers proves the mandate is an arbitrary rule. Exactly. It has been for the past year. It has been since the freaking vaccine rolled out. People didn't need vaccinations. Remember when we completely ignored natural immunity or anybody's natural response to a virus and how you normally would get it and then you would become immune because your body would learn how to fight off that virus and for some reason every single scientist in America just pretended that didn't exist? Why the hell am I still reading this headline? And this one is even more recent than the uh, fire department headline. This one, no, I lied. This one comes from the 25th as well. So the New York Fire Department and NYPD police officers as well. Sorry, that was redundant obviously nypd asking to pause the city's vaccine mandate why are we still reporting on this why 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 are the people who put their lives on the line every single day every single day to protect their fellow man having to deal with this medical discrimination still it's horrifying and it's like, how do we even get out of this at this point? What more needs to happen for people to get angry enough to push back and say enough is enough?
just a reminder for you guys of what politicians did to our kids wasn't the pandemic. Okay, I hate when people are like, oh, because of the pandemic, because of COVID-19. No, it wasn't COVID-19. It wasn't the pandemic. It was our government. It was our power-hungry government that was intent on making us all bow down to them and adhere to unscientific and medically ridiculous standards of wearing face masks that didn't work, social distancing, maybe three feet, maybe six feet. I don't know. The CDC is going to flip a coin and decide for that week. This is the repercussion of all of that, of locking down businesses, of destroying people's livelihoods, of destroying our economy, destroying our supply chain. Pandemic babies are behind after years of stress, isolation, affected brain development. Kids born in the COVID-19 era lag in certain skills and are more prone to challenging behaviors. Experts say their parents need more support. And it goes on to talk about these children. Um, and I want to read uh, this certain paragraph because it's so heartbreaking how these children were brought up and what these children are experiencing and going through now because of what the government did to them. Emerging evidence reveals an uptick in developmental delays and challenging behaviors in children belonging to the COVID generation. Born during or shortly before the pandemic, many of these children are talking, walking, and interacting later and less frequently. They're more prone to certain behaviors, such as outbursts, physical aggression, and separation anxiety. And it goes on to say it's unclear how much the COVID-19 pandemic and related economic fallout are to blame, but experts note that many children had uneven access to health and child care and relatively little exposure to the outside world. Remember, we also had scientific articles talking about how obesity rose exponentially in, in children because we were freaking locking them inside for almost two years. Remember the videos and TikToks of moms who said, oh, I, I wouldn't allow my child to go outside. We haven't left the house in two years. But now that there's a vaccination for children, I'm going to go vaccinate my kid and I will let my kid go to the grocery store for the first time in two years. Those were heartbreaking videos that we played months back. And of course, there are still people just like the couple in the video that I played for you at the beginning of this segment who are wearing face masks because the government brainwashed them and targeted them with propaganda so effectively that they think that it's working. They don't even think that it's working. They're just wearing it because they were scared into wearing it because it became their new normal. As you could see in that video, as soon as they were called out on it, they said, uh, why are we wearing this? And they, and they pulled it down because they were embarrassed because they said, you know what? This isn't normal anymore. But the government conditioned them, the media conditioned them with fear. It's such an effective tool, so effective that they were able to bring millions of people to heal with this tool. And again, it's just absolutely heartbreaking to see the repercussions of this. And for some reason, we're still reading the exact same headlines that we were two years ago, one year ago from Dr. Simone Gold. Uh, D.C. has banned unvaccinated students from attending schools in person and does not have a contingency plan for virtual learning. 
According to city data, over 40% of African-Americans ages 12 to 17 are not vaccinated. This is absolutely awful. And uh, per the Daily Signal, D.C. Mayor says no virtual learning, giving unvaccinated black teens zero alternative options. And again, I don't even want to make this like a racial issue here like this article is. I'm just going to make this an American issue. And a why are we stopping children from going to school if they're not vaccinated with an experimental vaccination that doesn't work? Muriel Bowser, why are we doing this? I don't know. Let's read this article. The District of Columbia does not appear to have a contingency plan for unvaccinated students who are banned from attending schools in person this fall after the first 20 days, according to comments made by Washington, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser Thursday. During a press conference, Bowser, a Democrat, admitted there are no alternative options, including virtual learning for students who cannot attend school due to the district's vaccine mandate, meaning unvaccinated children will effectively be left without an education. Over 40% of Blacks aged 12 to 17 are not vaccinated, according to city data. The Daily Signal asked Bowser what the plan was for unvaccinated students, and uh, she responded saying they can go to school on Monday, but they need to get their vaccinations and their families will be alerted as to the dates. So there you go. Get vaccinated with the vaccine that doesn't work and bow down and listen to us where you can't go to school. Great. So um, just to give you guys an idea of, um, you know, what is going on in our public school system. And that's probably why we're seeing headlines like this one from The Hill. Nearly two million fewer students have enrolled in public school because the pandemic has changed the way children are taught with more families opting for less traditional forms of schooling. And then you go into this article and it talks about uh, parents enrolling their kids in private schools, homeschooling them. And the reason why I genuinely think that nearly two million fewer students are enrolled in public school is because during the pandemic and during virtual learning, parents started hearing what their children were being taught and indoctrinated with. You see the huge movement of transgenderism in schools right now and how a lot of these teachers are teaching children as young as second grade to use pronouns. And because the teacher uses pronouns, all of a sudden her entire classroom starts using pronouns and then they start changing their pronouns. And then these kids decide that they're transgender. So many horrific pictures of what it looks like when doctors create a penis for a young girl because she decides that she's a boy and wants to transition. All these horrifying photos are coming out. Uh, let me see if I can pull this up for you guys. But it's it's absolutely terrifying to see what we are doing to our children. We're mutilating them and they are going to schools and being taught all of this. So many parents seeing that and pulling their children out because they're like, uh, yeah, we're we not going to allow our child uh, to do this with their body. Oh, I guess I didn't put that um, correct link in there, but that's okay because I will show you guys next show and we'll delve more deeply into what is happening to our children. But that's why I think children are not being enrolled back into school. I also think it's because, um, again, our education system has just failed. Maybe even the pandemic caused a lot of moms to realize like, hey, I do want to teach my child. I see the benefit of homeschooling. I don't want my child to be indoctrinated. I don't want to send my child off to be, um, you know, confused by this pedophile adult that's confusing them. So that's my two cents on that. And um, again, I just really get tired of having to delve into the LGBTQ aspect of what's happening to our children and how they're being targeted. But we will do that next show because it is an important topic to cover. And with that, 
I'm wrapping up this episode of Rapid Fire. Before we do leave, um, I will be speaking at AmpFest in Miami in October. If you guys would like to come and attend the event, you guys can get tickets at www.ampfestmiami.com and you can use code S-H-E-R-N-S-H-E-R-N for a discount on your ticket, $20 off. So uh, go check that out. The link is down below in the description. I will be speaking and I would love to meet some of you guys there. Um, so it would be a great opportunity to meet a lot of my incredible audience. Again, thank you guys so much for tuning into another episode. I'm glad that we were able to recap all of the news and kind of go over everything. And our next episode will be nice and fresh. We will talk about all of the updated news regarding COVID-19, the vaccination, and again, what our children are being targeted within schools because very important for us to discuss. Of course, the border will continue to be at the forefront for us as well as we watch the demographic of our country change and we continue to ask the question how much more can america take before we ultimately implode thank you guys so much for watching another episode of rapid fire again if you'd like to support my show um, i am fully independent so the links are down below to support me and to support the broadcast please like and share please follow me on rumble if you haven't already come see me at amfest and um, also shout out to our friends at um, Old Country Soap. I do love their product and I highly encourage you guys to check them out. They use bentonite clay and tallow for their soaps. Super incredible. You guys can use discount code SAV for 20% off. Um, they're not technically an official sponsor of the show, but I do just really appreciate, um, or I really appreciate them and I like to uh, give them a shout out. So um, thank you to Old Country Soap for sending in boxes of your incredible soap. I would highly encourage my listeners to go and check out the products. Uh, again, I don't sell anything to you guys that I don't use myself. I use the soap every single night. It's like a luxurious spa every night. It lathers up really well, makes your skin feel incredibly smooth, um, great ingredients, all natural. And uh, I love it because again, this is an American business, American made products. We love supporting Americans. We love supporting our fellow men. And with that, I'm wrapping the show. Thank you guys so much for tuning into another episode of Rapid Fire. My name is Savannah Hernandez and I will see you guys on Thursday.